Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those visionaries who serve our communities by delivering products and services to their customers in better ways than they could have otherwise had. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet and create the jobs that feed more families than any other organization could ever hope to. We're diving into the dynamics of what makes these organizations thrive, what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this next episode of the Emerge Dynamics podcast. Happy to have you back here with us. Uh, this episode is going to start following more of the uh, expected format that I'm expecting for the podcast, where we're going to have a guest and uh, do most of the learning from the guest. So very much looking forward to having on here in just a bit, Eric Wingerter, uh, who uh, I met I don't know how long ago now, five, six, seven years ago, uh, we're very much aligned in how we think, how we think about business, how we think about how business should impact the community, how it plays in its role in, uh, in human flourishing. And so we've been very much aligned. We hit it off uh, many years ago and since then on an increasingly formalized basis have formed a partnership uh, with which to go out and help businesses become the best versions of themselves. So he and I have had numerous experiences together. We, um, I, I like to tell the story that when I was working at an investment bank, I was a junior person at an investment bank and he was the CEO of an organization that was uh, selling itself. And I don't know how, but the senior people at our investment bank got wind of this transaction and really wanted to represent him and his company in his transaction. So we, uh, we tried all sorts of ways to get in touch with him. I guess the senior folks, the partners there were trying to convince him to, uh, sign up with the investment bank. Um, he did not sign up. He instead, uh, did the entire transaction on his own very successfully. Uh, but I like to joke today that Six, seven years ago, I couldn't even get him on the phone. And today, he and I are working on projects together. He and I have been to uh, most continents in the world together for various reasons, traveling around. So it's funny how there are these twists in life that, that bring uh, people together. So, uh, But when he ran his company, he developed a uh, impressive management system called Veritas. I'm going to let him talk about it. I'm going to let him dive into it. He obviously can explain it way better than I can, but I think this starts to form the foundation as we as we kick off our Emerge Dynamics podcast and we focus on why a business exists. We focus on the purpose of a business. Uh, we really want to start with some of these foundational things that really help us start laying the platform here. Don't worry for those of you who are like me and like analytical things, we will get very technical uh, later on. We have some episodes all about financial metrics, how to calculate them, how to really extract amazing insight out of financial statements. But we would be getting ahead of ourselves if we started with that. So uh, without any further ado, 
let's uh, let's go to my conversation with Eric. Eric, glad to have you here. Glad to be here, David. So I, I recorded a basic intro with some of your background and kind of gave everybody a little bit of uh, insight as to how we met. And I gave them the, the story about how I could, couldn't maybe even get you on the phone when you were leading a transaction. And now you and I have been to multiple continents together doing all sorts of crazy projects. Um, so one of the things that really struck me when we met, when you started telling me about some of your background, was your was Veritas and what would you what would you call it? Is it a management system? Is it a value system? How would you uh, characterize Veritas? I would call it a leadership model, a servant leadership model. Great, I think that's that's probably well said. Yes. Um, so maybe it'd be good to start with before there was Veritas. You were working. You were working. I guess as an accountant, um, a controller, a CFO out out there, what did you see? What were the things that you saw out there that led you to say, maybe I need to think of something like Veritas? Or what were the things you saw that made this, this come to you? Well, I think for me, just throughout my whole career, I always struggled with the person that I was and the person that I wanted to be in my family, in my community. And it seemed like there was oftentimes a disconnect between that person that I uh, wanted to be and then in the business culture, the person that sometimes you may feel like you have to be uh, slightly different in the business culture. And that never made sense to me. And, and so as I had the opportunity stepping into the position at, at PamLab, in the CEO position to put my stamp, so to speak, on a, on a corporate culture. I felt this was a, a great opportunity to, to, to blend all of that past struggle into uh, a model that I felt made me comfortable and, and quite frankly, I, I think um, most people struggle with and, and it was a way to, to codify that in a, in a model that I think people could really, uh, it could resonate with people. And that's what, that's how Veritas really came to be. Great. And I know we're going to talk maybe later, another episode, take a deep dive into all the individual components of Veritas. But for now, just for anyone who's, who's hearing this for the first time, it's on a high level. We know Veritas, it's the, the Latin word for truth. Um, but each letter has a meaning. I guess collectively, what, what does it do? What does it mean? What is it about? Well, I, I think at its at its core, it's it's two things. One, uh, it's starting with uh, an understanding of that we're here for a bigger purpose in life. It's not just about in in a business culture. It's not just about making money, um, and and that we have to understand why are we here, what it's all about, mm-hmm. uh, and for a specific business. It needs to be asking them those, those, those same questions. Why, why are we here? What, what is our purpose uh, as a company? And then building from that, um, creating a value structure that supports um, the, uh, that vision coming alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's about uh, both behaviors um, and uh, a, an approach to how we're going to do our business. So Veritas, um, with the with the letters, brings all of that together. It's mm-hmm. it's just an acronym to bring all of that concept together. Um, and I like to always say it's it's 
for me, it's it's the marrying of the head and the heart mm-hmm. uh, of business. And uh, you know, I'm 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 a firm believer that you can't run a business all with the head. You can't run a business all about the numbers. But at the same time, you can't run a business effectively uh, with the heart and and not understand the numbers and not use that as a guide to making good business decisions. And so the, the, the real key to all of it is bringing it together and marrying that head and that heart. Uh, and Veritas was a way to codify that. Very nice. And I think I remember you had some different categories for the letters, like um, some letters were the head, some letters were the heart. Can you take us through that just real quick? Sure. Well, it, uh, pardon the pun, but the heart of Veritas... <laughs> Um, are the three letters in, in the middle, the R, the I, and the T, with the I right in the middle of, of, of that whole acronym, and that's integrity. Um, and to the left of that is the R, which is respect, and the T is, is trust. Those are what I would say call the, the heart of the Veritas values. They're about relationships. Um, we bring who we are into the equation. Uh, everyone in the organization brings who they are into the equation. We have to be able to work with one another. We have to be able to be respectful with one another. And if we act with integrity and respect on a, on a continuous basis, that's how we form trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, to me, is at the heart of mm-hmm. the values of, of Veritas. Great. And what are the two bookends? Well, then, then on either side of, of that is the head, um, which is excellence and accountability, the E and the A. Um, and those are, or how do you utilize the tools that you have, the analytical tools and all to always constantly be looking, uh, to do better, mm-hmm. uh, and knowing that we are accountable. This is, this is, this is serious business that we're in. Um, we're serving our clients and, and, you know, we are a business and, uh, you know, there's accountability. We're accountable to one another internally as well as accountable to, uh, our clients and ultimately we're accountable to our creator for the work that we do. And then the two bookends, uh, final bookends, are the S and the B, the B and the S. Um, that is uh, vision uh, and virtue and service. And really what those do is those connect us back to the ultimate purpose that we are here to serve, not to be served. Uh, every organization that takes that attitude, in my opinion, um, the, the economics come out when we focus on setting our purpose, setting it out to serve our clients and our constituencies, and then doing that as best as we possibly can, the numbers seem to always work out uh, (laughs) when you do that. And the vision part is just reminding ourselves of who we are, whose we are. Um, We're here for a bigger purpose at the end of the day. Uh, and, And we need to live a virtuous life. And that's how we become the best version of ourselves as individuals. And it's how organizations become the best version of themselves is when we we focus on the virtues, we focus on our relationships, doing the right things always because it's the right thing to do and serving others. And could you share, when you went to implement this, curious, how did it go? There were, I'm sure, plenty of people in the organization who were used to normal humdrum business, a very secular culture, um, uh, absent a lot of these values inside of Veritas, how did they embrace it? How, how did that implementation go? Well, for me, I, I was just extremely blessed and fortunate to be part of an organization that already had a servant leadership culture, mm-hmm. um, kind of as a starting point, so to speak. We also had 
uh, a value structure that had been identified uh, and had been articulated, although not necessarily just fully and completely ingrained in the culture of the company. Um, I happened to be reading at the time that I, I stepped into the position um, uh, an encyclical uh, from Pope Benedict, uh, which was Caritas and Veritate. And it was interesting because that was very much of this whole marrying of the head and the heart um, mm-hmm. from a relationship standpoint. It, it clearly had uh, its religious uh, undertones. But I was able to um, uh, incorporate some of that into the thinking process as we got with the senior management team together. We pulled everybody together. Um, everybody was really on board with this this concept of how do we go to the next level um, in really getting our, our culture on fire with this sense of, of greater purpose. And so I was just, like I said, very blessed and very fortunate to already have uh, good bones uh, mm-hmm. to work with. And, um, and, you know, we took it from there. Any resistance? Or some people say, Eric, this is, uh, this is faith-based, this is fluff, this doesn't mean anything. Uh, not, not at all. Uh, and again, fortunate for the environment that I was, that I was in. Um, you know, I would guess it was more, did it totally not resonate with some? I would say no, but it was, you know, there might have been some where it resonated more than, than, than with others. But I think the way that, that we approached it and the way that we described it, and most importantly, the way that we lived it out mm-hmm. in the day-to-day decision-making uh, that we had within the company, that is, is where people really came on board with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think at the end of the day, people are good. They, mm-hmm. they desire to do good things. Um, mm-hmm. And when you can connect that with the business culture, it's, it's, it, it just naturally flows that mm-hmm. people want to be a part of that. So. Wow. Impressive. And in our introductory episode, I read uh, an excerpt from the, uh, the report called the Purpose-Profit Connection uh, that we've talked about before. Uh, Harvard Business Review published it a couple of years ago. Um, and really connecting... So hang on, there's a correlation here between organizations that set a purpose beyond profit maximization and actually profits. Um, so I, I know everyone's curious. We hear, we hear about a servant leadership management position, uh, management model, leadership model. How'd that translate into financial results? It was, it was hugely successful. Um, we, uh, we grew, um, at a, at a, clip of about 15 to 20 percent a year for uh, about four or five years that I was uh, at the helm. Um, we were extremely profitable during that time. Um, we had a culture that was one of giving back that we had tremendous incentive programs for across the entire organization. So we were taking some of those, those, uh, uh, Benefits, financial benefits, and 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 positive result, putting it back into the hands of the employees who had worked mm-hmm. so hard to make it happen, um, and you know ultimately it culminated in uh, uh, a suitor coming to uh, to the company and, and an ultimate transaction at uh, a substantial uh, uh, above market uh, uh, mm-hmm. premium, if you will, on an EBITDA multiple standpoint. Would you say the employees benefited 
Well, it, fortunately, all, all of them uh, did uh, because whether they were benefiting on a short-term basis with the incentive programs or uh, we established uh, just very soon prior to um, actually selling uh, the company, we had established a, a 30% ESOP program and all of the employees um, were part of that. Uh, there were some vesting requirements and what have you. But in the sale, anyone had been there uh, more than just a short period of time were participants in the ESOP and the vesting that took place as a result of the transaction. Everybody um, had some financial benefit as, as a result of that. Fantastic. And I'm thinking about how people might react when they're hearing your story. Um, there are people who will hear this, who run businesses, own businesses. And how would you respond? Someone might hear this and say, wow, that's fantastic. Um, sounds like if I have a purpose beyond profit maximization, uh, I can make more profit. So uh, let me go get a purpose. Let me, let me, uh, you know, does it work that way? How does, do, do you, you get the purpose for the... T- just to get the money or how would you respond to somebody who might might react that way after hearing well i I would i would say in order for it to really have its full benefit it has to be authentic Mm -hmm. it cannot be words on a page um this is where um uh i i like to say if you have people lined up and they are just lining up for a job there's only so much productivity that you're going to get out of there if if their hearts are into this that they are there to to serve the the constituents and serve the organizations and they are showing up for something bigger than just the profits of the company i will say you will get so much more out of them and but in order to do that it can't be just a, hey, we're here for a big purpose, and that's it. I mean, it has to be authentic. It has to be really something that swells up in you uh, and and the employees. Um, I think sometimes that, depending on the nature of your business, sometimes there's a a lot easier connection to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, in, in my opinion, Every organization can find that mm-hmm. that true purpose, and then when you relate it back to you, each one of us has our own thought and idea why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that when we really contemplate that um, and spend some time asking ourselves that why, um, we find for ourselves we're here for something bigger, and it, not necessarily from a cultural standpoint is saying that we're here for ourselves to be the best, uh, get the most out of life, so to speak. But when we, when we start to remind ourselves and really start to live a life where we're here for others, as opposed to here just for ourselves, it's, it's just absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. how, uh, how different we approach life, um, how we approach circumstances. And when we have that same attitude in a business culture, it's amazing to see the transformation that happens in the company. So, like we said before, I think we're going to revisit this in the future and take a deeper dive because I, I think Veritas is so rich. 
we've really started to use it at Emerge Dynamics. We've talked about it with some of the companies that we've used, uh, companies that we've worked with. Um, but I guess for right now, anything else? I'm just thinking about someone hearing this and saying, hey, that's interesting. How do I get started? What do I do? How do I, how do I learn more? How do, what final advice would you, would you give that maybe we haven't talked about yet that you'd give to somebody? Well, I'd, I'd say for, for everyone, it's asking them themselves why. why. Why are we here? Why are we doing this particular uh, work? Um, why is the world better off because we exist mm-hmm. as a company? Uh, and, and really diving into to that uh, specific question or, uh, of why. Um, and it's not necessarily something to contemplate as a business owner on your own, but with your team, um, you know, with, with your spouse, um, just really diving into that whole sense of why are we here? Um, and then, um, you know, it's best if that can be collective and, and a collaborative focus, uh, of the team, because then you're just getting that much more buy-in, right. um, and it, and it will resonate more as you start to roll that, um, out from a leadership perspective. Excellent. Well, Eric, thanks for sharing. Looking forward to plenty more coming up in the future. And uh, I'm looking forward to collaborating with you on, uh, on our future episodes. All right. Well, it's a pleasure being here. It's a great subject of mine. So I, I appreciate it. Thank you.